Hey guys, welcome back to Funny Blunt Truth. We're on episode 26. We have a very special guest, actor Kyle Hester. Uh, you want to say hi to the uh, listeners, Kyle? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And um, hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Super, super awesome to have you on. Uh, Don's on a podcast, of course. Don, you want to shoot a little hello? No, hey. Just want to welcome Kyle. And thanks to everybody for uh, for listening. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, um, Kyle has many credits on IMDb, many short films, features, TV series. Um, his current project, I believe, I'm not mistaken, is Zombie with a Shotgun. Uh, how, how you, uh, how's that going, Kyle? It's going good. I would say we're like 80% done with, uh, with filming. I was, I was just in Manhattan, um, God, a week ago and uh maybe a week and a half but i was just there and uh and so we we shot we shot a lot of it and have to do a, a couple of other scenes so we're gonna bring uh brayden the uh the lead actor he's gonna come back there and and then uh shoot a couple of other scenes and and get this sucker in the can man that's but awesome. uh it, it's awesome. a lot of fun yeah that's awesome you play uh hank in the movie um can can you tell us like anything about your character without spoiling stuff? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think that um, you know, my my character is is highly motivated to to get this guy, um, uh, Aaron, who is who is the, the lead zombie, and uh, so it's basically my job to kind of track him down and find out like you know where this where this virus came from, and and uh, I think that that's part of the uh, part of the part of the storyline mm -hmm. is like finding out, you know, what, how it happened, where, where's the virus coming from? Who's responsible, you know, kind of all that, all that stuff. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, that, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, we, we did have uh, the director and writer, um, Hilton Ariel Huis on the show and he was, he was a fun guy. He was awesome. Super down to earth. We had a good time with him and uh, he was telling us about the, the film. Uh, Don, I have questions for Kyle. Do you have anything you want to shoot right now? Actually, you know, there was something. You, you said you guys were about 80% complete. Now, just just out of sheer uh, data alone, what do you – 80% like how much further time-wise when you say you, you're 80% done, you got 20% to go, roughly speaking? Like just out of curiosity for an independent film, like how much time do you think that is dedicated left to making it? Um, I'd say probably three or four shoot days. So it's just a matter of, of coming up with the funding for it so that everybody, you know, so that everybody eats and, you know, it's like people, crew members don't work for free. Um, you know, especially when, to, when you're trying to make an actual movie, you know, it's like you can get, you can get friends together for a weekend, you know, mm -hmm. to do shorts and stuff like that. But when you're asking somebody, it's like, all right, we, we, we're, you, can you take off work? It's like, okay, you're going to pay my, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Everybody has to live. So, yeah. <clears throat> Everybody's got to live. Yeah. So, so, and that's what it's all about. That's what all these, you know, the GoFundMe and, you know, it's just, to, to, it's like, nobody's getting rich off any of this. You know, this mm -hmm. is just like the, in the spirit of making independent films. Mm -hmm. That was actually, that was actually something else I was going to ask to uh, jump in. What it's like being in independent films where you're not only the actor, but you're also playing like part, like PR person. Like, like you're also, you know, I think, <clears throat> Uh, you were helping promote it as well. Am I correct in that? Oh yeah. I, I, among many other things, I think that, uh, Hilton contacted me because he, uh, because of the chair. 
which is a film that's being released here soon. Uh, it was a, it's a horror film. It was uh, Roddy Piper's last film. Oh, he was so uh, awesome. Rest in peace. Yeah. Huh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He was a, he was a great guy. So is, um, it, is it more difficult, though, to be not just like an actor in an indie film, but also to be, you know, like a PR person actively campaigning, trying to get it out? Whereas I feel like in a more established film, you know, somebody would just come in, do their job and leave. Yeah, well, I mean, I think absolutely. It's just, I mean, I say shitload. You can say whatever you, you want. Know, <laughs> totally uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's a it is a lot of work. You know, it's it's a twenty four hours a day kind of thing because because it's not like I was actually just talking to this Wall Street guy today um, who is going to be doing a movie and we're going to be talking to him about maybe how to get involved, but that's for another day. But uh, but so he's got money, you know, or the, the way to get money, and I'm like, I'm just an actor. You know, it's like, that's where I come from is acting. So I don't know money people. So basically everything that you see happening is all grassroots. Mm -hmm. It's all like, hey, my uncle's got a barn. Let's raise some money, you know, and and let's make some movies. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so we've like when I say, you know, no big Hollywood backers and, you know, all that kind of stuff is because it's true. Because mm-hmm. if I knew then, believe me, I wouldn't do all this stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I'd just be making movies and you would hear about them, you know, when when I'm done and they're coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's so awesome. Like, your, it, it is a it is a grind. Absolutely. Yeah. You you have to be passionate about acting in film to to stick with this, though, because it doesn't sound like it's an easy task at all. I mean, I have, I have a short background in short films and I write, so I, I get the hard work. And we were talking, uh, before we were on air about 48 hour film festivals and stuff. And, uh, it's, it's not easy, you know, the, uh, the indie scene like that. <clears throat> no, absolutely not. But I mean, it's like, I think if, if you're aware of, of how the game has changed now, you know, it's like independent film is actually possible because of Twitter and now, you know, you, there's so many platforms to get your film on that people can see it. You know, it's like, it makes things possible if you're motivated to get something done, mm-hmm. you know? No, so that's actually, I brought that question up to Hilton actually himself. I said, you know, I don't know if you listened to it, but uh, I asked him because of the advent of the internet, does it make it possible for this stuff to actually be a thing now where, you know, if you were to make independent films, oh, let's just say even like 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I don't even think you'd have anywhere near the traction just based off internet alone, right? I, mean, I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, you, you too. No, no, definitely. Definitely. The, the game has entirely changed. I mean, basically, I can absolutely say that Zombie with a Shotgun is was made possible because of Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's, That's awesome. That's incredible. Line. That's incredible. <clears throat> it's like we we talk about um you know the new age that we're in right now like with the podcast like back in the day you know your your voice can't be heard like out there like for the masses unless like you had like a radio show like actual like in you know in studio big budget and now people can have their own show like on the internet like you know on the cheap with a podcast it's it's amazing it, the the technology and the internet right now it's just it's crazy <clears throat> fantastic yeah it is fantastic. <laughs> Um, Kyle, I have a question for you. This is kind of a generic one. I'm sure you knew this one was going to come, but, uh, if you'd be so kind to explain, how did you fall into acting? All right. I will tell you this. When I was in seventh grade, 
I was watching this TV show called Fame. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's like the, the high school for performing arts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so basically I, uh, I had watching TV, um, the show fame and this is high, uh, Leroy, he's, he's dancing on stage and jumping over mannequins and you know, just having a blast. It's like, Oh my God, that looks like so much fun. So I have to do that. And that's, that's kind of, that's how it started. You know? So I got into like drama class and then junior high and then I went to performing arts high school and went to Cal arts. And so it's been like forever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's awesome. Um, What's uh what's your acting approach, uh, Kyle? Are you a more of a method actor, or do you just kind of flip the switch like on set when it's time to go? I hate method acting, so um, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think basically it's um you you just let the character do do its thing, you know. So I, I kind of get out of the way of whatever the character needs to do. So it's like uh, I take the you know like my I just use kind of my body becomes like a vessel for, you know, whatever this, uh, whatever the character needs to, to do in the scene. So, and it's like, to me, it's simple. Like, you know, everybody knows how to cry, laugh, you know, get mad, um, be scared. Everybody, it's like, those are all things that we know how to do since we're babies, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, right now, this character is, you know, really scared because someone's going to come try to kill him or something like that. You know, so all you have to do is go, okay, I know what that feels like and I can be scared, you know? Mm -hmm. So then this is probably an oversimplification, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's like, I don't need to like, you know, bring up the fact that, you know, dig down deep, your your dog died or something. Yeah. First become sad, you know, to, in order to get there, because it's like, then you're not really, you're not in the scene anymore. You're in your own head about your own shit, you know? Mm. So no. uh, that's why I don't like math. But anyway, so yeah, so I, that's what I... So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just find it fascinating that you said you don't you don't care for method acting because it's, it seems to me that a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, people who want to be actors hold it as the holy grail. And it's interesting hearing coming from somebody else who's like, eh, it's not really all that great. Like, I just think it's it's always fascinating when you get different people's opinions who are actually in the industry, um, who are who are doing the thing, um, you know. Especially like, so what what would you have like an idea of, let's say, like a Daniel Day Lewis? Do you think that's like too much? You know, like somebody who goes off and works well, in a I mean, in a you know like, like I mean, a farm for two years. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? More power to him. Uh, but I tell you what, I would, my <laughs> wife would force me. You know what I mean? It's like if I, yeah. it's a, okay, I'm playing a serial killer, so I'm going to scare the shit out of you every day because I'm playing a serial killer. She'd be like, <laughs> get the fuck out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, that sounds great. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I don't think I'm crazy. Um, and some people, it's like, you know, that's how they let their crazy by like, you know, I'm going to be this character forever, you know, and I will not break character. Even during lunch, you will address me as this name. It's like, really go fuck yourself. You sit over there. I'm going to sit over here and then we'll, we'll meet when the camera's rolling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> so. That's, that's hilarious. Um, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that, Kyle? Oh no! I was just kidding. Did I say too much? What the f bomb? No, you didn't say it enough. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. 
just about um, Don, that. do you have a do you have a question, Don? You sound like you were going to say something. No, 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 no. I just I find the whole thing hilarious. I think it's great. It sounds very much like you know every everybody holds, and I think I already stated this before, but everybody holds that like you know the recently uh, Jared Leto with with the Joker thing. People could only address him as such, and you know he was sending. Uh, geez, I think like he was sending like used condoms to people. He was sending like pig heads and like all kinds of shit. And everybody's like, this is so amazing. And it's just great to hear somebody come on and be like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) You know what? That's not amazing. That's horseshit. That's like, that is, um, publicity. And that's you. That is when you start believing your own bullshit. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Jared. I'm, you know, if I work with you that'll be awesome but i think that's crap you know (laughs) so but hey you know at the bottom line whatever works for everybody else is fine um and it's like i actually don't talk about this much because i'm so opinionated about it Mm -hmm. but um but i i think that i think that it's if the whole the playing field gets evened out when the cameras are going Mm -hmm. you know so i think that is my responsibility as a human to not be an asshole on the set mm-hmm. while we're all trying to smoke or this thing, you know, where yeah. it takes, it's, it takes a shitload of people to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's, everybody's got the same page. Everyone's got a job to do. The, the lighting guy's being just as brilliant as a camera guy. It's being just as brilliant as a makeup artist. who just put your beautiful face on, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's a whole big team. Once you lose sight of the fact that it is a team, and I kind of then you start building your own hype. I think that's where people kind of fall off of it. Yeah, it sounds like all that crap. You know, it's like a distraction. You know, um, to be honest, and and it, and it may be good for him, but it sounds like it may throw off other actors from their game. You know, it's, uh, it's I, I I agree because then it be, it becomes about look at me. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. in, instead of like you know, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. So so I'm shooting a scene in um in uh in New York. With on, on zombie and it's like mm-hmm. and this is like towards the end of it and um and it's this big scene and you know and I, I meet up with him and I catch him and I'm and I'm angry and we kind of wrestle around and you know it's all this kind of stuff and there's a lot of lines and and I'm freaking exhausted because we've been going for nine days straight and it's like I'm forgetting lines and you know it's like fuck <laughs> you know, it, it was it, it was a struggle you know to get through the mm-hmm. the whole thing. But so I'm like pacing around and I was thinking, and it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta bring myself back into focus here. It's like, and then it's like, I remind myself that it's like Hank Gray, the character that I was playing, doesn't care if you're tired. It doesn't, like, it doesn't have anything to do with him. So yeah. get the fuck out of Hank's way, do what he's gotta do in the scene, <laughs> and then you tired in the corner. Yeah. You know? It's a- so, so that. It was like the pep talk that I had to give myself to get through the scene, you know. <laughs> that's but, uh, hilarious. That's a super interesting approach. Yeah, like that's, that's awesome. fantastic information. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's great. Um, Kyle, what do you um, what do you like most about the business, and what do you dislike the most? God, you know what? Um, I think it's been. I've been doing this for so long in so many different capacities. I just love the magic of the whole thing, you know, of like creating something from nothing, mm-hmm. of making people feel things that they wouldn't for, uh, you know, it's like 
those those lines, the moments that people that you remember, mm-hmm. you know, it's like from the shine Jack Nicholson walking up the stairs and he's mm-hmm. like, put the back down, Wendy. Wendy. You know? It's like you can <laughs> Love of my life. (laughs) It's like you can can see that forever. It's like Mm -hmm. ingrained in your mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's magic. It's magic on film. It's it's is magic. So (laughs) when you can create that kind of magic, where you create memories like that that are unforgettable, Mm -hmm. then that's what this thing is all about. Mm -hmm. And these actors are like they're immortalized. Also, you know, hundred years from now, like come on, that that scene's going to still be relevant. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, so, you know, I mean, how many scenes can you even, even for Jack, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. there are probably 10, 10 moments that you can recall, you mm-hmm. know, that he, that are like printed, you know, I mean, he's mm-hmm. brilliant as an actor. Oh yeah. But like, but so over a whole career, you mm-hmm. get like 10 moments, people mm-hmm. that are like ingrained in there. So it's like, for me, it's, it's like, if mm-hmm. I can get, if I can get 10 moments like that, mm-hmm. then I will have be a success. <laughs> Mm, that that's an awesome view on the whole thing. What about the least favorite part? Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't that uh, wasn't that your question? It was like your your yeah, favorite, it was a two part. Yeah, yeah. He's getting to it, so, Don. He's getting to it. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say the my least favorite part probably flows back to the earlier part of um of ego that that happens and um and where. People, um, you know, kind of lose sight of what it's all about. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I've had, I've, I've seen actors, that friends of mine that, you know, coming up that like they, they do an A-list movie and, you know, they made 50 grand. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden it's like they're not taking auditions, you know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't fit what they think they need to be doing. And then they're turning mm-hmm. down other stuff and, mm-hmm. and then their career is nowhere because they were turning down everything. So they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's like, there's a there's a happy medium to to kind of like having having a career you know where mm-hmm. you can make a choice about about something but not like i am better than all of this now you know mm-hmm. so it's like i somebody told me one time say kyle do do one for you and then do one for them meaning like big money hollywood Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm actually looking for the other for one for them. So if anyone <laughs> wants to hire me, they already got money. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> hey, I think Marvel, Marvel Disney has a lot of spots to fill, a lot of superheroes <laughs> and villains out there. That's right. That's right. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'll probably get back into the agent game and start auditioning for things here soon. But yeah. uh, I've, been, I've been a little busy. That's great. So, but, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so so basically, the, the bottom line is um is ego that that's what I don't mm-hmm. like happens and uh, mm-hmm. and money, you know, from the other side of the camera, it's like uh I've seen films fall apart when mm-hmm. when money became real mm-hmm. or I'm using air quotes right now, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like people lose their fucking mind when yeah yeah changes people money mm-hmm. it changes people and, and I've seen it happen many times yeah and this is a conversation. That I had with uh, with Hilton, and it's like you really have to you have to be a grounded individual mm-hmm. through all of the insanity of being an artist mm-hmm. to be in this business for the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like look at you look at these actors who you know have a little bit of success, and then and then they're dead because they got hooked on drugs. Yeah, and it's like fucking devastating. It's yeah. so sad. It's 
like a few of my actors that I really, really liked, you know, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, you know? I was going to mention him, yeah. 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 How about I, uh, old school River Phoenix, not to cut you off? I think he, he overdosed, oh, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's River. sad. That that kid had such yeah. a promising career. He did. He did. And it, it yeah, so it's like uh it it can be big. So I think that, you know, everybody should just come talk to me. I'll straighten you out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <clears throat> You know what I mean? So, no, I totally I get you. Um, what you know, one of the difficulties, uh, Kyle, like on my lower level uh, acting experience, um, is you know, it, it's um, when you do a movie, it's um, it's almost like you're a part of a band. You have to like you have to jive. Uh, and one thing that I found difficult um, is if you know, like a director has like a certain vision, and you as an actor, you want to interpret the character like the way you want to, that way you're comfortable with. And then you can have a director that kind of micromanages everything and like wants you to do it a specific way. And there's other directors that kind of let you run with it a little bit. Like what, what do you prefer? Like somebody to kind of really dictate how they want the scene done or, or that lets you like kind of run with it and you flesh it out. Well, that's a good question. Um, I think I'll, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you an antidote. Um, I, I did a, I did a film like a bazillion years ago called Andersonville that, uh, was on TNT and John Frankenheimer, who was the director of that. And so you, you know, Frankenheimer, mm-hmm. do you? Yeah. Yes. Birdman. Of, yep. Okay. Yeah. Birdman of Alcatraz, um, you know, the train. So he was like, you know, the guy back in the, in the fifties, um, mm-hmm. you know, who won a bunch of awards and he's an amazing director. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with him and he, uh, he says in, in this one scene where basically, you know, the, the prison camp is, we're all free uh, from, you know, from the prison camp and, uh, you know, all the, all the prisoners are going to be free. And so he brings a book over to me and he says, Kyle, look at this. This is, this is what we're going for. And he showed me a picture, a picture of like these civil war guys that were like dancing a jig, you know, mm. it's like, and that's all he had to do mm-hmm. to, to give the image of what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. Think that, it's it's important for a direct a clear vision of what they want. It's like you got to see the end result, you know. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a there's a dance, you know. So as an actor, it's you need to understand what the director is going for for his vision, so that you fit that into, you know, your character. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, if I say, well, you know, this is how I see it, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, then it's like well, that can be tricky. Yeah, you know. So I think I think it's a dance. That's a uh, that's actually pretty interesting because there's a there's a story of Tom Hiddleston, um, Hiddleston Hiddleston. He uh, he was shooting a movie with Steven Spielberg. And Hiddle Swift. Hiddle Swift. He was <laughs> shooting a movie. He's dating, uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> he was he was shooting a movie with uh, Steven Spielberg, and I don't remember what the name of it was, but it was old old school and they're men on horses, English era, you know, going around. And, and it's this whole thing that all these guys on their horses and this pomp and circumstance and, and, uh, they're going into war, you know, they do all this training, but it's very, very kind of, you know, valiant, but also it's kind of like, you know, not real gritty, nitty gritty, uh, war fighting. And, uh, in a scene where they, they're on these horses and they come across these cannons for the first time, they actually see like artillery, and uh 
Tom Hiddleston goes, the best piece of acting advice I ever got. Steven Spielberg said, as soon as you see those cannons, I want you to turn into a six-year-old. And uh, it's interesting because it's very similar to the story that you said. It was just a little piece. And he goes, that's all he gave him, and that's all he needed. And that was that. And he goes, best piece of acting advice he ever got. Mm. Turn wow. into a six-year-old. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it just turned into a six-year-old. So he sees it. That face goes back to a six-year-old. He knew he was in trouble. Boom. Cut scene. Done. You know. Wrap it. That's that's interesting. Nice. <clears throat> um, Kyle, I have a, another question for you. Um, this is kind of a deep one. So, um, we like I said, we had Hilton on the show um, a couple of episodes back, and we asked him, you know, making it into the business. Like, uh, what would you attribute that to? Like, is it pure hard uh, hard work? Is it luck? Is it connections? And he said that a big part of it was luck. He said, don't get me wrong, you gotta work hard, but a whole, a shitload of it is luck. What, what's your view on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that that's, that's a, a big part of it. Cause it's like, man, I know so many people that are, it, it breaks my heart. I know so many people that are brilliant, that are really good. Like I went to school with these actors at CalArts who were just fucking phenomenal. You know, like everybody should be famous. Everybody should be, have won, you know, an Oscar, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And to watch people never get the shot or never, you know, have that opportunity to, to be in front of like more people so that, you know, so that people give a shit who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, it's like, man, people come to LA and, you know, most people will leave within two years mm-hmm. of, of coming here. It's too and heartbreaking, it, it, right? It is. It's, it's heartbreaking for me because mm-hmm. I see, you know, I see people come here and give up, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, I'm sure that happens in New York and Chicago. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, that's why, you know, if you follow my Twitter site, you know, I'm always like, just keep going, mm-hmm. you know, because you never know like what that, what that next door is. Is, mm-hmm. is that the one, you know? Or yeah. is this, is this the person who give you the opportunity or that knows somebody that knows somebody or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, I guarantee you something. If you give up, it's definitely not happening. Right. Yeah. So there's an interesting lead in actually that I just thought of is Edward Hong, who we had on previously. He, he's an actor and a blogger out in Hollywood. He says one of the hardest things for him is to see somebody he went to acting class with or who's just like a uh, acting compatriot who, you know, everybody knows isn't that good, but for some reason starts landing, like, big gigs, like primetime TV spots or, you know, large-budget movies. The is that something, Spider-Man. Yeah, is that something <laughs> you've, you've dealt with or uh, have an issue with? Like, somebody you know is just like, oh, God, it's like watching somebody grind an axe, you know? Uh, God, you know what? Um, I, I understand the, the envy part, you know, of that and the frustration um you know of that but uh, ultimately you know uh, people that aren't really an actor or they you know they you don't have the chops that maybe you do um then they they got that part for for some reason so they're probably like really good looking yeah you know or they they know somebody you know or, or something to that effect and that'll take you as far as that'll take you so it's like so the way that i look at it is like if that's the part of the luck thing you know, it's like, oh, well, they got it. So this, that person is blessed with, with, uh, with genetics. So, you know, they kind of step out of the shower and looking perfect mm-hmm. and others it, aren't, aren't that lucky, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you got to have other stuff going for you. 
And yeah. I think that uh, that's just that's part of it, too. But I, I don't really I don't think about it. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've had well, I have too many stories about, like, you know, going to the fourth callback and whatnot and the, in the producers sessions and then you know somebody walks in i've never seen before you know kind of like glad hand the casting director hey what's happening man good to see you bro and like they're the ones that get the part mm. um oh. and having never even been in there mm-hmm. you know mm. and they find out later like what the story is it's like yeah they know somebody mm-hmm. so so then it's like okay this is what it's about it's about relationships mm-hmm. and you know, and not being an asshole. And so the, and the more people that you get to know through the business, though, that becomes your network of people that you can, you know, can work for and with. And then, you know, once you have enough work built up, then other people outside of your network will know who you are and maybe give a shit and maybe want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's how it kind of like it expands. But, um, you know, you can get by on on whatever that reason is that you got that part that made, you know, that, that other actor upset, mm-hmm. you can get by on that for, for so long. But it's like, if I got upset because of every, you know, every person that, that got a part because of me, it's like, I'd have quit a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You almost got to just like focus on you and, and your path, right? Yeah. And create your path. You know, it's like if there if there is no path and, and you're like crazy enough to to want to sit there and try to build up your own following and, mm-hmm. you know, put some shorts out there and put some funny stuff out there and get YouTube channel and do that stuff. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes you have to create your own situation uh, for for people to to know who you are. I mean, like mm-hmm. there's this movie Book of Daniel that uh, that I was in a couple of years ago. And it was uh, Lance Henriksen and um, a, a few other people that are amazing. Yeah, he's a uh, awesome. little uh, Bible story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so I didn't have an agent at the time. And I was like on Facebook and um, and I was like fucking around in my backyard. And, and I did this uh, this little video, which you can find on on YouTube. If you look up Book of Faces and Kyle Hester. I actually like saw that. Seconds. I saw that. It was okay. great. So. Thanks. So I, that was just after a run and I came in my backyard and I'm like, I'm going to, this is what I'm thinking. So I'm going to do something silly, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then I heard about, um, this, uh, this film that, uh, this casting director was doing called book of Daniel. And I said, Oh, you got to see this. Mm-hmm. So I showed her that video mm-hmm. and then she brought me in for an audition based off of something that I was just messing around in my backyard. That's crazy. Creating your own yeah that is crazy wow so it's like and it's just doing it you know Mm -hmm. just going like putting it out there you know because if you're an actor nobody nobody's gonna know unless they see Mm -hmm. so nothing nothing happens on the couch right you know you got to get up and put the work in that's that's right and i think that that's where um, a lot of people will will fall short because it's not easy Mm -hmm. and and i think that if you can when you once you can kind of accept the fact that like all right this is a grind and mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy and it's going to be full of a lot of heartache and you know and a lot of disappointment and a lot of you know why didn't I get the part and why don't I have any auditions and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it, once you can accept that that it's mostly that then yeah. the other stuff becomes the reward for all of that bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you also you probably. Uh- 
also have to have really thick skin, you know, because you're probably going to get rejected quite a bit, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that um, that's that's a big that's a big part of it, you know. It's just you know, water ducks back next, and that's believe me, easier said than done. You know, it's like I, I didn't write the book on how not to feel anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Unless you're like you're like a sociopath, like you know, by nature. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know? And that, that I that I am not. So, um, Don, I have another question for Kyle. Do you have something? No, no, no shoot, okay. go ahead. Okay, I'm just fascinated listening to the stories. So. Yeah, this is great. I'm I'm so fascinated. Also, um, so Kyle, this is a big question. Um, what's your what's your end goal in the acting business and in the industry? Like when it's all said and done, when you're done, wh- wh- what do you want to be known for? What's your main motivation or end goal? <sighs> Man, you're gonna make me get all deep here. All right, <laughs> that's what um, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I t- my my main goal would be to make enough people happy like Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. Like if I can check out having be respected for what I did and bring joy to people for the roles that I did, then that is that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So it, it however however that happens, you know whatever the roles are or, or whatever. Um, that, that, that's awesome. Um, of course, like, uh, money wouldn't hurt also. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel, Oh, you know what? I think, I think, you know, look, money is, is so so we all have to make it, you know, somehow. Mm -hmm. And, um, hopefully that ends up happening. You know, it's like right now is, I don't know, you know, how how all that's going to happen, but you know, my, my bills are paid and so I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like the, the simple things in a place, you know, my wife and I look at houses in, in the Hollywood Hills is our like dream, you know, like, Oh, I want, I want a castle this big, you know, or, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's like, it's so, it's so far away, you know, that it, but it's fun to think about, but it's like, you know, we're just kind of living life. And then, uh, you never know, you know, it's like the proverbial bus could happen at any, at any point, yeah. you know, it's like I, I know, you know, a couple of people that, you know, they're my wife's uh, schoolmates that, you know, two people in a period of two weeks passed away in their sleep from a oh, heart attack. Jeez. You know, it's like, crazy, holy shit. When, they, when, when that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, crazy. And it's like, when you start thinking, like, you know what, you just got to do the best you can yeah. with, with whatever time you have. Yep. Never yeah. know. <clears throat> yeah, know? That, that's. Oh. That's my big, sorry to cut you off, Kyle, but that's like my biggest fear. Like, um, you know, I experienced like death, like early on, like when I was a kid. So it affected me in a way where, you know, I was, I knew at an early age, like how limited our time is. And my biggest fear in life is, uh, not making a mark in this world, kind of like, like checking out and just being another person that lived and died and forgotten, you know, but here's Dave, boy, he worked a lot in his cubicle. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest fear. Um, and yeah, life is a short man. You have to, you have to, uh, live in, in each moment and, and, and try to find happiness. And, uh, but going back to acting in the arts and everything, um, I think your heart is in the, is in the right place, Kyle. Like that's how we feel about the podcast. Like, of course we want to just absolutely blow up and be like a, as big as a Joe Rogan podcast, you know, but you know, our main goal is to like 
entertain people, uh, get our opinions out there and have like really awesome, interesting guests on. And I feel like as long as we keep doing that, we're going to always be okay, you know? And with you, you just, you love acting and you want to inspire people and entertain them. So that's, and make them happy. That's awesome. Right on. Well, you know what? It's like, just, just keep going. And I, I understand, you know, those fears that you were talking about. Um, and, and those, those things, uh, affect, you know, it's like everybody has their own story. And I, I would say that like I am, I was equally affected by, by, you know, death when I was young. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so it's like every day, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you never know, yeah, you know, totally. so, so, so I feel you feel you on that. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, we can, so like, I like told you what my, you know, the, the end goal is. And that's a pretty big end goal. Mm-hmm. You know, will, will I ever do that? I don't know, but it's like, mm-hmm. and I and I think that you know your end goal is is similar, you know, mm-hmm. to make people happy, and, mm-hmm. you know, and to spread some positivity in the world. Yep, totally. And I think that as long as that's as long as that is the goal, mm-hmm. then 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 you're doing it already, man. So mm-hmm. you can take the weight off your shoulders. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you are already making those moments that, that you're mm-hmm. talking about wanting to create. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's funny, Kyle. Um, <clears throat> you know, we, we've talked about this in previous episodes, like, you know, what is success? You know, um, so many people compare their lives to other people. And then if you do that, you're always going to play catch up and feel like shit about your life because there's always going to be somebody with more money or, or more quote success. You know, you got to kind of be happy with what you got and just run with it. You know, um, we covered that before. So that's how you, how do you feel about that, about comparison, like comparing your life with others? Well, I think that that's, that's a big, uh, you know, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. That's the big challenge of how not to do that. Cause you know, once you, you know, you get, you can get locked in that and then you're in the, in the jealous game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that just saps so much energy. It's like, it takes, it takes your mind off of what you're actually trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now you're worried about the fact that somebody else, you know, got something mm-hmm. positive for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, uh, and, and you know what? Nobody's going to hand anybody anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's right. like, I, I, that's, that's something that I've learned as well, mm-hmm. um, through, you know, helping out my friends and, and getting, you know, getting people parts and hiring people for jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's rarely reciprocated. And, mm. and I think that once you realize that, then it's like, oh, okay. It kind of <laughs> takes away it off. But it's like yeah. at, at one point, <laughs> at one point it was like, you know what? This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm seeing all, all these other people working and doing things and I did this for them and, yeah. and why aren't I there? And, you know, all that. And that's human nature. And that's probably true, you know, mm-hmm. to be pissed off about those kinds of things. But it's like, once you realize it, like, you know what? People don't really remember and and pay back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when it, you know. So I'm gonna, hey, you know, so copy credit meal, you know, uh, you know that that kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll hook you up on the next time. Mm-hmm. There's not a next time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the the reason that you do something is because you want to do that mm-hmm. for your own reasons. Yeah, with no you one know? of like reward so, later on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, Exactly. So then that way it's like, you know, it's kind of Zen, you know, it's like you, you, you pick it up and you work with it at the time and then you put it down and leave it alone. And it's like, whatever happens yeah. with it happens. It, yeah. but no expected reciprocity. 
Yeah, I'm a yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, go ahead, guys. <laughs> I just wanted to hit on something here. I know we're kind of we're all like kind of talking over each other, but I wanted to jump back a little bit. I think I think what's interesting that when when people pursue something like entertainment, whether it be acting, directing, or even even us with a podcast, when when you guys were talking about seeing death. And, and saying, you know, well, that makes me want to, to go do this. And, you know, I experienced it early on and I'm afraid I, I don't leave a mark. I think there's a certain, a certain personality type like, uh, you like us, um, where something like that, instead of necessarily depressing us, pushes us to want to accelerate even further and faster to get towards those goals. Saying, you know, like, I feel where most people, when we're in this discussion, I, I know I'm going a bit existential here, but, um, when most people, when they experience death near them, this is so sad, you know, this is, this is terrible. And then they just get hung up on that. Whereas people like you, Kyle, Dave, or myself, we see something like that and we go, holy shit, we need to make this happen because if I'm going to die even young, I want it to be doing what I want to do. Um, and just to put a point onto that, there's a, there's a band that I listen to called Architects and they're out of the UK. They're really small. No, not small. They're big in the underground, but, um, Recently, I mean, I'm talking like a, maybe like a week and a half ago, uh, their lead guitarist and songwriter died 28 years old of cancer. And I don't mean to bring this podcast down to like a seriously low level. I was pissed. And I mean, I was like really upset. And I don't normally, Dave, you know me, I don't really get upset about like celebrities dying, you know, it's like a thing, you know, whatever. For me though, they really hit on social topics that I care about, you know, not just like facade stuff. And I'm, why, why do they have to take this person? Why did, it, why did he have to die? But something like that, you know, I realized after a few hours of moping around that he died doing what he loved. And that makes me want to do this more. And I think it's the same for you too. I don't know if you feel that way, Kyle, as well. Like something, seeing something like that go, well, I'm, if I'm going to die young or whatever it is, I want it to be doing what I'm doing, like, you know, acting or whatever. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, well, I, I tell you, okay, on a personal level, um, my father passed away when I was seven. So he was, he was 27 when he died. So, so that kind of sets the, it set the bar for me at a really young age of like, wow, what, you know, this, that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so man, I tell you what, it's like, it's when I, when I turned 25, it's like I went through severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I was having anxiety attacks because I was like, okay, what do I have? You're like, I'm going to die, you know, because that's what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's like all those things create who you are, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, so, yeah, so I think that it's it's all it's all kind of there, you know, once, once you experience those things. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, it's the same kind of thing with uh, all these soldiers coming back with PTSD, you know, and dealing, dealing with that. It's, it's because, you know, the human experience is a fragile one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle, I could totally relate to you. Uh, you know, my, my dad died when I was 11, he died of cancer. And then like a month later, my grandfather died and my dog. So, <clears throat> you know, at a, at, I mean, I just dealt with a lot of stuff growing up and mm-hmm. it's like, it sounds messed up to say that everything happens for a reason because there are a lot of terrible things that happen, you know, to good people, but it kind of molded me. Um, I also grew up, you know, without a stable, you know, uh, family environment. So like it kind of, 
you know, it, it created a positive for me going forward because I'm not married yet. I don't have kids, but it kind of made me want to have like a secure, stable family, like for my kids when I do, when I do have kids because I didn't have that growing up. And then, you know, as far as like appreciating life, I, I probably appreciate it more than most people because I experienced death at such an early age, you know, so I, I 100% live in the moment. So I think it's like a mindset. I think some people kind of just, let despair and sadness take over them and they look at the bad side of things, but, and it's, and it and takes you, time too. Haven't you ever noticed though that there's a lot of people who, who are pursuing their dreams that use that as an accelerant instead of like a hang up? Dave? Well, um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if I've like noticed that, but I can see that because, uh, in my case, um, it, it has that effect on me. Like I have this, Par- like it's it's like a low level well, paranoia I, that's what, that I'm gonna that's what die. I'm to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm getting to, and I think it's interesting that throughout the uh, people that we've interviewed uh, and yourself and myself, that it's one of those same uh, shared traits uh, that we all have. Um, but to uh, to bring it up on a little bit of a lighter note, um, it's about that time in the show, the time that everybody loves and nobody's free of. Kyle, I don't know if you've listened to this show before, but we do this thing called Rapid Fire, and it's going to be pretty simple. I'm just going to ask you to answer as fast as you can off the top of your head, however you want to, pretty much. <laughs> it's your game. But right. the example would be like, if I ask you something like whiskey or tequila, you would give me? Whiskey. <laughs> All right. See, that's, that's how it goes. So we have nice. a couple of these. So just try to try to hang in there with me. So uh, another one, falling right. out of a plane or falling out of love? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> which man. one's more severe? <laughs> which one's more severe? Yeah. Uh, which one would you – sorry, sorry. Which one would you rather have? My apologies. Falling out of a plane or falling out of love with someone? Falling out of a plane. Sounds like a good plan. With or without a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> That's not part of the question. <laughs> I was just saying either way. Okay, so let's go for another one. Paper or plastic? That's an easy one. Paper. Okay. Movie musical or opera in a theater? A uh, movie musical. All right. Would you have a, a cactus plant or a ficus tree? <laughs> a, ca- a cactus or a ficus? Yeah. <laughs> cactus. Cactus it is. All right. All right. So somebody hand. Hands you the three flavored Neapolitan ice cream. You can only have one flavor. Which one do you pick? Oh, jeez, uh, chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. All right. Now this one we carried it over from the last one. I liked it so much. I wanted to try it on this one. Would you rather have one hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> what in the bloody? No, you're not allowed to do these okay. anymore. Okay, one hundred, one hundred horse-sized. <laughs> Duck-sized horses. Uh, Yes, I I would say that. I would like to have a hundred duck-sized horses. Thank you. Could you please deliver them? (laughs) Okay. They'll be right over. We're going to ship them, but it's going to be snail mail, so hopefully they're still alive when they get there. Um, Would you rather watch Battle Royale or Hunger Games? Uh, Hunger Games. Ooh. All right. Jennifer Lawrence, man. I thought he would have picked that, too. Yeah. All right, you have one choice of music for the rest of your life. You're stuck somewhere. You have nothing else. It's either going to be due to a madman giving you these choices, either polka or speed metal. Uh, speed metal. <laughs> Sweet. All right. It's the Tropical Island or Snowcap Mountain? Uh, tropical Island. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you going to add something onto the last one? Uh, oh, I was just going to say, yeah, if I had, if I had polka for the rest of my life, I would go insane. So, but you have a short life. I would kill myself, I think. (laughs) Amen to that. All right. I got one last one, one last one. I worked on this one today, so, uh, bear with me here. A year from now, two studios come up to you and offer you scripts that have conflicting schedules, i.e. both movies are shooting at the same period of time. The first movie, is looking like it could be an Oscar contender if pulled off correctly with the director and crew. The second movie is a tentpole action picture with the potential to become a franchise. Which one do you sign? Oscar. Yeah. Nice. That's, yeah. The art- that's the artist in Kyle right there. Yeah. I figured that one. <clears throat> All right, Kyle. That so, was um, it. So they can survive. <laughs> Kyle, you've been gracious enough to to be on a podcast for a bit now. I promise, when you have a few more questions for you. Um, so if if not an actor, what else would you would you want to be? What's your dream job besides acting? I have no plan B. Okay, awesome, and that's why you're successful. <laughs> There's no surprise. <laughs> it's like acting or bus. That's kind of like isn't that what Edward Hong said? Yeah, that's. I think that's what a lot of celebrities say. Actually, mm-hmm. like I don't. don't one of backup plan because then I'll I'll go to that backup plan. Yeah, awesome. Okay, I got a fun one for you, Kyle. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to share this. I'm I'm pretty sure you got a lot of experiences, but what's the funniest or worst experience on set or just in the acting business for you? If if you can elaborate on on a scenario. Um, the funniest or worst experience on a set, or or both, uh, whatever you want to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I would say um, the the worst experience I had on a set was dealing with a, a prima donna actress. Oh, jeez! And, and mm. yeah, and well, like everybody else was so cool and you know working, and you know we're all in this mm-hmm. together. And then mm-hmm. there's this this one lady who was just like not at all like that, and very difficult with everything. And it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, so yeah, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so was it like uh, like is this water tap? It was, it was like one of those, like completely just like snooty or just like. Or like, I can't work under these lights. They're too bright. <laughs> Are these halogens? Yeah, kind, kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of all of the above. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not, none of those specifically, but that's the vein. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's so, terrible. so is it, is, is it bad when somebody's a prima donna and they're completely unknown? That, that spells the end of your career. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> it, seriously, you know, I mean, it's like it's like if you're if you're not, you know, Sharon Stone, you know, then mm-hmm. and you can you can demand you know tap water from the Alps because they know that they're gonna make a bazillion dollars because you're in, in the movie. But yep. if you're nobody, you know, if you're just you know another pretty face, mm-hmm. there's millions of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So so then it's then that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, um, you know, it's like how bad news spreads, like, more than good news. So I'm sure if you're a pain in the ass on set, uh, other directors and, and film people are going to get wind of that and be like, nah, we're going to pass on that one. <clears throat> happens all the time. Happens yeah. all the time. My number, you know, basically, if I could give advice to anyone that's listening that wants to work in this business, don't mm-hmm. be an asshole. That mm-hmm. is number one thing. And <laughs> that's that's <laughs> hilarious. You know? That's like almost verbatim what Edward Hong said. He said the same thing. He goes, he goes, the key to success, I think, basically is like, don't be an asshole. I think he said the same thing. That's hilarious. That's funny. 
So um, I got uh, – I'm sorry. You are going to say something, uh, Don? No, no, I, I just think – just don't be an asshole in life like I was saying. I think that just play, pays dividends to no end. You know, we, we discussed it with Edward, and I think you're pretty much hit, hit the nail on the head. You know, uh, there's a lot of really, you know, a lot of people think actors are fake. There's a lot of genuine people who still send out thank you cards at the end, you know, like once they get the gig. So I think not being an asshole in general, but also in the acting world, probably important. Yeah. It's like the toes you step on today are connected to the ash you're kissing tomorrow. Like, you know, you got to think about well, especially, that. Especially, especially Hollywood is such like a tight knit area. Yeah. Right. I mean, like in the, Community yeah, is really close. You know what? I tell you tight. what. This is this is once you once you get into once you're working, um, it's a small business. It really is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> it's easy to to keep working or to not keep working. You know, mm-hmm. once you get in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So, uh, Kyle, I have one more question for you. Uh, so this is a fun one. It's it's probably deep. Also, if you could work with anyone, alive or dead. Uh, fellow actor, director, uh, whatever position. If you could work with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? Spielberg. Awesome. So is, is Spielberg, uh, your favorite director? Is he like, he's up there, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Mm-hmm. He's up there. Yeah, he's an, he's an I absolute. Think that, uh, yeah, he just, uh, he kept, he captures, you know, the, the essence, you know, of like whatever he's doing, man. You know, it's like, it's just like, magic he's he's just one of those magical directors that i would love to work with he is like he he's in um a lot of my like you know uh top 10 films you know uh jaws jurassic park i mean jurassic park is one of my favorite movies of all time and it it holds today holds today it's so it's so good that if somebody says jurassic park sucks i will forever question your your sanity and your taste and movies. (laughs) like i won't respect you like there's no way that movie's bad on any level But, uh, that is funny. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome answer. Uh, some of my other favorite directors, I love, uh, crime films and Robert De Niro is my favorite actor. So, uh, Martin Scorsese, love him to death. I love James Cameron. Quentin Tarantino is awesome to me. Uh, who, yes. who, who are some other, uh, directors you like, Kyle? Um, I, I actually, I love Quentin Tarantino. I'd, I'd like to work with him. He's kind of a, he's a not ball, but uh, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would, I would say that to him. So yeah, he's <laughs> you know? great. But like I said before, it's yeah, you got to be a little crazy to be in this business anyway. What I love about Tarantino, uh, Kyle, is that he's he's fearless, man. Like the guy just he writes what he writes, he puts it out there, and he's awesome. He's so raw and quirky. Um, yeah, he's definitely he's up there. He's gonna go down as one of the greats to me. I, he's already a legend in my book. But very much so. Yeah. Don, do you have any other questions yeah. for Kyle? Ah, not off the top of my head. I actually had something earlier, but I forgot we got caught up in everything. Um, right. No, I actually, I, I don't. I just really uh, appreciate it having a good show, man. This has oh, been yeah, uh, was, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was great having you on, Kyle. Um, so, Kyle, any uh, future projects you want to plug, and where can your fans reach you? We're also going to put uh, links in the description of the episode. Okay, fantastic. Um, let's see. Well, you can reach me at, at the best place is uh, Twitter, which is just at Kyle D. Hester, which is my name. Uh, and got Zombie with a Shotgun happening right now, and that's uh, at Zombie W.A. Shotgun. Uh, there's another film called The Chair uh, that I talked about earlier. That, uh, you can find them at, at The Chair Horror. And uh, um, and then the one that I'm going to be coming up and launching a, a go is uh, Preacher 6, and that's coming up mm-hmm. in October. 
Mm, and uh, awesome. so that's at six. So that's that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Sweet. We we'll definitely keep an eye out on those. So, uh, Kyle, it was an honor having you on. You were great. So down to earth, really cool guy. Uh, so that's going to probably wrap up episode 26, uh, for the people listening on uh, Don, you want to take us out? Uh, I can. I'd like to thank everybody for listening just like you did. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter, Instagram at funny blunt truth, uh, uh, podcast. You can get in contact with us on Gmail at funny blunt truth podcast podcast at gmail.com uh subscribe on uh, instagram or not instagram geez roll cut rewind subscribe on itunes sorry itunes is really critical for people like us a growing uh, young podcast with lots of ambitions when you guys subscribe through itunes it really helps us out you know comments uh rate it whatever you can um we'd like to thank hester uh kyle hester sorry i'm s- screwing this all up I'd like to thank Kyle okay, Hester for being on the it. show. It's a great podcasting right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all good, man. The mistakes make it, uh, you know, give it character, as my grandmother would say. Um, but uh, for Dave, myself, Don, this has been episode 26. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.